Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of The Tap. I am your host, author Andrew Hess, and today we are going to be doing a two-part episode. So there's going to be two parts to this episode of the show. I'm going to kick it off uh, with... It's all from Raw, but we're going to kick off half of it for the Cena 20-year celebration, and then we're also going to cover what actually happened on Monday Night Raw aside from the Cena celebration or as I'm calling it, the Cenebration. Um, I'm going to actually kick it off with the, the regular part of Monday Night Raw. Um, I think that they actually had... Uh, they didn't really give a whole lot of time for, for the rest of Monday Night Raw, aside from the Cenebration. Um, you did have a few matches in there. Um, you had a last chance battle Royal uh, for the men's division where uh, it was basically just a regular battle Royal. Um, it ended up being with the Miz and Riddle at the very end. Uh, Miz had eliminated AJ Styles uh, just before the end of the, uh, at the end of the night, uh, at the end of the match, Riddle hits an RKO on the Miz on the edge of the apron after they had both been um, knocked over, you know, taken over the top rope. Um, what I actually liked about that was right before they went over the top rope, Miz did hit the skull crushing finale. Uh, Riddle had gone for the RKO. Miss, Miz countered into the, uh, the skull crushing finale. What I didn't like was that Riddle was just kind of like, as soon as he ticked the, the finisher, he was already like climbing back up to his feet and then going towards the top like the ropes i didn't like that piece of it because it was almost like he no sold no sold the move um what i did like was that when miz charged after him to tie to take him out riddle had actually just immediately jumped up caught miz and put him into a triangle hold to take him over the top rope and in my opinion that would have been a better way to have ended this match um was just one fluid motion of that, but instead they both landed on the apron and went to try to battle. Riddle hits the RKO on the apron, sending Miz to the floor, and Riddle now qualifies for the men's money in the bank. There's still one spot open for it, though, which I don't understand how then you put this as a last chance battle royal if this if there's still one spot available. Um, you had Montez Ford come out and uh, wrestle of an amazing match with Jay Uso. Um, Montez Ford gets the win. Judgment Day is backstage. They're kind of picking on the Mysterios, uh, basically telling Dominic that, you know, his, his father's what's holding him back. And he's not being, you know, taught the correct things and basically saying, you know, we're not saying that, you know, you're a bad teacher. We're just saying you're a bad father. And, you know, Ray's trying to go after them. Ray challenges them to a match for next week. So I'm guessing we're getting Mysterios versus Judgment Day next week on Monday Night Raw. Um, I kind of like that they planted a seed for Dominic because I really want to see Dominic turn. I think he needs to, he needs to do a heel turn. And leave his father behind because 
right now, he's always going to be Dominic Mysterio, Ray's son. And he's always going to be in that shadow of Ray Mysterio until he finally gets away from it and sets himself differently. Like, get don't go under Dominic. Don't go under Dominic Mysterio. Don't even use the Mysterio name. You might, maybe when you first turn heel, you can kind of go with it. But then I, I would actually almost say for him to join Judgment Day and just dawn a, a new gimmick, a new name would be good for him. Uh, Miz eventually comes out, cuts a promo about Logan uh, with Logan Paul, uh, saying that they were going to tag up again at SummerSlam this year. You, he eventually starts going off about AJ Styles, which brings out AJ, who cold cocks uh, the Miz and sets up a match between them. Uh, AJ Styles gets the win over the Miz by countout. This. I was I've been looking forward to seeing AJ Styles versus Miz. And look, I'm okay with it being a count out victory for AJ Styles because I feel like I feel like this feud should be slightly different. Miz is known for weaseling his way out of things. And I feel like that they should not have necessarily put them in the match just yet, or maybe put them in a match. And did what they did with with Miz taking, you know, getting himself intentionally counted out. But I feel like you need to have it where the Miz is constantly baiting AJ to try to come after him and Miz runs away. Or AJ comes out for a match and he's wrestling and Miz causes the distraction to make AJ Styles lose. And even if you want to carry this over a month, like by a month, have it where AJ Styles versus Miz at Money in the Bank. And then have it where Miz somehow scores a cheated victory. And you want to continue this. Now you swap things a little bit. And you put for AJ Styles being the one who's pursuing Miz with the mind games. Those would be good instances. And you can carry this few for a few months which is what I want to see because I think that the two of them could put on an amazing match. I just feel like you need to, you need to really tell a good story. And that's the, that's the problem that that WWE's had lately is that they're not telling good stories. Um, and I'm, and I'm going to kind of play into it a little bit more with two different instances. Now, on one hand, you're kind of telling a little bit of a better story with the whole Bobby Lashley and Austin theory. Now, this week, you Bobby Lashley had to jump through the hoops of wrestling Alpha Academy in a handicap match with Austin Theory as a special enforcer. And Bobby Lashley shows his power. I mean, he literally had Otis on his shoulders and did the electric chair drop on him. Um, Bobby Lashley really just dominated Alpha Academy. And then Austin Theory tries to get in there to attack Bobby Lashley after the match. Lashley turns it around and Theory takes off running. Um, basically, this is, I, I feel like 
the only thing that they did wrong so far with this feud was having that gauntlet match where Theory put himself in as that third person. Because Lashley had beaten him and it gave Theory that now that self-doubt that he can't beat him. And it shows the fans that Lashley can beat Theory. He And so if you have Lashley lose to, to Austin Theory, you need to make it where basically like it, it was almost like a three-on-one handicap match to make it happen. The, I think that Theory should have teased that he was going to be the third person in that gauntlet match a couple of weeks ago and then dipped out, had someone else take over, Lashley beat that third person, and Theory attacked Bobby Lashley. I think that would have been great. And have him where it's just like Lashley keeps trying to go and get his hands on Theory only to narrowly escape. So this way the story builds and builds and builds and Lashley finally gets his hands on him. Now, whether Lashley takes the U S title or not, I, I don't really care, but this is probably one of the better storylines that they've have going on right now. In the opposite end of things where, um, where I kind of feel like, there needs to be better attention to in, in detail are these gimmick pay-per-views. Now, when you're doing a money in the bank pay-per-view, we should not have to wait for the road home shows for Raw and SmackDown to get the final participants of a money in the bank match. With the exception on if it was going to be a mystery person added to it that may be debuting or returning, then it would be a better situation. But we had a match where two spots were still open. Riddle filled one of them for the men's. We still have one open, which I'm assuming we're going to end up having something on SmackDown to determine the final participant. The women's just concluded on the main event on Monday Night Raw with Becky Lynch beating the others in an elimination match to earn that final spot. I feel like when it comes to this, there should be more qualifying matches that are done prior to. So this way, when you get to these final two weeks before a money in the bank pay-per-view, you can have them trading off as singles matches, tag team matches, Triple threat, uh, triple threat matches. You can do more with them to include these guys, so we can get, uh, we can kind of get a sense of the chemistry of these wrestlers. You can add it into the matches themselves. And when you have that final week, if it's, you know, um, seven men, you have now six of them qualified. You can have a three-on-three match, and then all the people that they uh, that they had beaten go into a battle royal as a last chance. And then you can wind up having it, the seventh person find out then. Or you can even use your main event, your your main event show that's streamed only to do it as, to put someone like Ricochet into a match if you wanted to put him in there. 
because then it's going to show that on your your minor show that really doesn't count for anything you can actually still have something that is pertinent to your main storylines and this is an issue that i see when it comes to elimination chamber to survivor series i mean you have it where you these are situations that you could really turn up and get fans interested a little bit more but you don't do it so that that's my recommendations at least and and that's from a purely a fan's perspective uh closing out the rest of monday night raw you had Liv morgan get the win over alexa bliss bianca belair came out to cut a promo on carmella carmella goes to leave comes back to try to sneak attack uh, bianca with a super kick she gets caught knocked on her ass and scurries out of the ring and you had cody rhodes cut a promo and basically says he doesn't care who wins money in the bank because he's he's he kind of hopes that it's seth rollins because he wants to make sure seth can't cash in um i thought it was i thought it was good overall um his promo not raw um i do think that raw was good though for what they for the smaller amount of time that they gave things because uh, other than for the celebration i feel like it was actually a pretty decent show i just feel like that they need to tweak the storylines a little bit more and book better because we can go and get this on a better track now when it comes to the celebration i'm i'll admit i've been a a Cena hater for most of his career. I liked him when he was the doctor of thugonomics when he first came in. Uh, I was a fan of him then. I was a fan of his up until about maybe the second year after he had won the WWE championship. Um, When he won the Royal Rumble and came in at the number 30 spot at, at MSG, I was already at a point where I was like, man, I wish that he was just gone from wrestling. We don't need him. I, I, and here's the thing. I, I will. I, I want to first give my respect to him because to do what he's done, even though the last few years he hasn't been there. So I can't really I, I can't sit there and say he's been he's been steady with WWE for 20 years. You've been steady for the WWE for about the last 16 years. In the last four years, you've been kind of Johnny come lately or, you know, come and go or whatever you want to call it. Making movies, TV shows, all this kind of stuff. And he, he basically did what The Rock did. And there's nothing wrong with that. You, you entertained the fans for years in that ring. You wanted to do movies and TV shows and get paid. That's on you. That's cool. The only thing that I have... To, to criticize about that is that you're a hypocrite because you called out the rock for doing the exact same thing and then you wound up going back and doing it now years later that's my only that's my only gripe about it but you do you and i'm cool with that 
you're he admitted that he's 45 years old. I, I wish I was in that kind of shape when I'm 45 years old. But it, it's I give him all the respect because he has put his body through hell for 16 of those 20 years. He entertained fans. I might not have liked him for a majority of that time frame, but for little kids and girls, they were thoroughly in, in, entertained and enjoyed his performances in the ring. And it gave me somebody to honestly boo. I honestly think that's one of the reasons why I became more of a fan of the heels than baby faces during a lot of the WWE runs that he was in. Um, but, you know, congratulations on to Cena for 20 years. And they really kind of went all out on this ce- uh, celebration for him because they, they kicked off the show with a procession line of people kind of on both sides of the hallway as he's walking through, shaking everyone's hands, they're greeting him, all this. You had the Street Profits cut a promo and had John Cena there um, to kind of give them encouragement to never give up. You had Cena highlights from his career, including the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which I thought that, that in itself was impressive to have given that many or made that many uh, wishes come true. Um, You had various promos. Like I said, Street Profits were one of them. You had uh, Zeke or Ezekiel cut a promo with him, which was then interrupted by Austin Theory. Um, You had Seth Rollins have a promo with John Cena. You had videos of former WWE wrestlers. It's two different times during the night that they did this. The first one had uh, Big Show, Brian Danielson, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Trish Stratus. The second one had Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, JBL, Chris Jericho, Stephanie McMahon, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's all. Those two video packages of people congratulating him. That's a, that's a who's who in the wrestling world to really sit there and give accolades to and congratulations to John Cena, especially because three of them are with a rival company. Big show, Paul White, Brian Danielson, who they put on there as Daniel Bryan and Chris Jericho. So I was actually surprised that they did that and kind of impressed that they did. Then you had, then you had the part that did bother me. And that's that Vince McMahon came out to introduce John Cena. Because this is the man who's supposed to be, have, have stepped away from the business because of, uh, you know, of what's going on with the bit, with his business and, you know, all, all the kind of craziness that's going on. He's supposed to have stepped down and kind of put himself away from everything, but he keeps putting himself on TV instead. 
I understand that him and Cena had a great working relationship and, you know, he kind of looked at Cena almost like a son, but I don't think that Vince should have been the one to to introduce John Cena. I don't, I think he could have brought in somebody else like a rival or even Stephanie could have came out. Triple H could have came out. Um, you, You could have done something with somebody else and really kind of brought this out. Uh, and then John Cena comes out and he cuts his, his big promo and says that he's, he doesn't know when he'll ever be back in the ring. He does know he will try to get back in the ring at some point, but he doesn't know when my, my assumption and guess is going to be SummerSlam. Uh, but that's just my opinion. And he actually cut a really good promo and it was really heartfelt and thankful to all the fans who booed him for, and cheered him. And he even said that he wants people to tell him when he sucks, he sucks. And when he's doing good, he's doing good. He wants people to tell him that. And I'm not going to lie. When his music hit, I was one of the people who was still sitting there going, John Cena sucks. (laughs) But again, part of it is in in jest. You know, some of it is just because, you know, it's funny. It's it's like with Kurt Angle when he comes out to his music and you start going, you suck, you suck. It it just kind of becomes part of that entrance for that that wrestler, whether they're babyface or heel. But I will say that I feel like that they definitely did a better celebration for John Cena for his 20 year than they have with other wrestlers in the past. With that being said, our show comes to an end. I will be back again for NXT AEW this week. We got a whole lot of stuff that's coming big news that's going to be happening within the next couple months as well so stay tuned until next time i am author andrew hess and tune in next time to find out what's on tap